Hello and welcome to SouthPod. The coronavirus pandemic has impacted all of us, whether that be through school, business closures, homeworking, social isolation, the whole fabric of society has been changed beyond recognition. This is inevitably causing growing concern amongst not only our staff, but the population as a whole. Whilst we're all aware of the potential impact of COVID-19 on our physical health, what about our mental health and well-being? I'm joined today by Dr. Lorraine McGurk, consultant clinical psychologist for staff well-being. Hello Ruth, thanks for um, inviting me along. Um, well, as you've mentioned there, my job is to support the well-being of staff and the trust and uh, the staff here are incredibly committed to the community and the people that they care for. And I just wanted to come today to talk about something that we're planning for staff in terms of additional support. Perhaps also to add some more advice, some general advice for staff about how things that might help their well-being at the moment. I suppose one of the things that has been on my mind is that this might be more of a difficult time for staff in the trust because they care so much about the patients. But staff are also, they really care about their work, but they've also got other things that are important in their lives too, like their own well-being and the health and well-being of their loved ones. We've never experienced an outbreak on this scale before and none of us know what is going to happen in the weeks ahead. So in times of uncertainty, like certainty, like, like right now, this makes life really difficult for our brain to cope with. So humans like to have a plan and to figure things out and we like to know what's coming. And at this point, we are not certain about, about all the things that maybe lie ahead. And this can cause great upset and distress to people. So for me, each and every staff member is a person in our community who's been impacted by the situation that we're in now. I mean, we're all concerned at the minute, um, including myself. So, I mean, I, I feel worried too. Um, and when that when I feel worried or when I start to worry, I think about all the possible things that might happen. So my brain will usually think of all the possible bad things that might happen. And that's very normal. But for me, I have to turn my mind away from this and focus on what I can do to make a difference now for staff. So doing something that's in my control, I can't help the patients, but I can help staff. Lorraine, you're describing sort of that we're all feeling a lot of worry and uncertainty now. What other feelings would you expect people to have at, at a time like this? Yeah. Well, in situations like this, we're actually more likely to, to have negative physical and mental experiences. So it's not uncommon for us all to feel a range of different emotions. It can feel a little bit like an emotional roller coaster at times. So people might be afraid or overwhelmed, on edge or angry, frustrated perhaps, or upset or sad. And some people might feel overwhelmed or burdened, even thinking about the time ahead. You may not feel this now, but there may be times in, in the time ahead that you will feel some of these or all of these. And this is quite normal, actually. Um, we feel the experiences in our mind and our body. And it can affect our thinking as well, because our imagination can really unhealthily carry us into the future, expecting the worst too. So what can we do? What can we do about these feelings? So if anyone's listening uh, at the moment and has experienced any of, the, any of the symptoms, I just want to reassure them that these are understandable, normal reactions to very normal and unusual events that we're going through right now. And that actually others will be familiar with this too. So you're not on your own with this. Um, and although it's a normal, understandable response to the current situation, it really is not pleasant for any of us. And that's to put it mildly. Uh, and it's not something that any of us would choose to feel. But it's very important for us to know that we are not alone in how we're feeling right now. 
the chances are that if you talk to colleagues or family or friends that they're going through exactly the same thing as you and me and we're all in the same boat. So are there any particular tips then that you want to give us? Um, sometimes very simple things can help. Um, can, you, yeah. can you give us any suggestions? Yes, although there are many things that we can control, there are some, th- some things that we can do to help ourselves at the moment. Um, so simple things, as you say, like taking care of your basic needs. So eating well, remembering to drink water and hydrate, keeping some form of routine, even if it's not our normal routine of work, for example, is really important to have some sort of normality in our day that's familiar to us and to get some regular exercise. Um, it might seem strange to, to say this, but if you can continue to make time for the things that you enjoy, despite being maybe busier, and the things that make you feel relaxed, this really helps our brain to calm and, and relax and slow down. The use of healthy coping strategies as well are really important. So most of us will have a set number of coping skills that we tend to rely on, sort of strategies that are our go-tos. And use these if you need them. These are the most familiar and the ones that have worked for you in the past when you've been faced with challenges. So they're most likely to work for you now. Again, um, thinking about other ways, connecting regularly with loved ones, so family and friends. And I know some of us aren't able to be in contact with our, our family and loved ones as much as we'd like to be face to face. So do use technology to stay connected as well. And think about the other supports that are available for your well-being too. When you're with other people, try and model calm and respectful behaviour. We know from research that how we are can impact on other people and um, we can trigger other people when we feel anxious, then they start to feel anxious too. So it's really um, the advice is to speak calmly and use a, a warm voice tone, even if you're feeling under pressure and to show kindness and understanding to yourself and others as well. At this stage, if you're feeling overwhelmed or under pressure, you're more likely to take longer to do tasks that you'd normally do much more quickly. So instead of getting frustrated with yourself or criticizing yourself, to really be understanding of that you're doing the best that you can in the circumstances. Negative thoughts and feelings are, are likely to arise because of how our brain is designed. I really want to encourage people to think about what's in the circle of, of their control. Um, so think about things that, that you can do right now um, that will make a difference. And finally, you have your breath with you everywhere you go and really it is a, a really excellent tool if you can slow down your breathing and focus on the present moment it really can make a difference and it can also help you to move away from where your thoughts are and to give tasks that you're doing your full attention that's excellent advice um lorraine is there anything i suppose over and above that that you would give to help staff or things that they can do when they're at work? I suppose I'm thinking very much about the work settings as well. Um, I often work a lot with teams and thinking about the work environment. The pressures on in work are, are increasing and, and things are different now. There might be more demands. And some of the things that I would suggest for teams or managers listening um, are really the same advice that I'll be recommending to, to others who are working alongside me to support staff. So it's really about asking 
asking others for help and that could be colleagues and senior staff actually and not being afraid to ask others um, for support. Try and find time to slow down if you can, to rest and take a break while you're working and really pace yourself. If possible, try and rotate staff between high and low intensity tasks to try and help manage that emotional roller coaster, and if you can to, to think about that in advance when you're planning rotas. Also to think about the skills and knowledge you have if you're being asked to go into a new and work environment or return into a work environment where you haven't been working for some time. Remember that you have skills and knowledge that you bring with you to any task that you do, even if you're doing something that is new. You'd probably not be surprised that psychologists would recommend that you talk and connect with others. And this is actually particularly important for human beings to talk with colleagues at work. One of the things that's really helpful is a buddy system where you're, you're paired up with someone else on shift that you know is there to support you and you can check in with them as well and see how you're doing. And to start a team check-in at the end of shift as well is, is also important. Thinking about you know after the patient handover, if you can take five or 10 minutes to check in with colleagues see how everyone is um, think about the efforts and the, the things that went well today and what things you can learn from later on that maybe you can make changes in the work environment later on. That's excellent advice. Lorraine, something practical for, for all of us to do. You've mentioned um, that you're developing a new dedicated service for Southern Trust staff. Can you talk to us a wee bit more about that? Yeah, so uh, in addition to the support that is already available to staff, we're preparing a support service that will be available in early April. Um, I suppose one of the things that I wanted to say is that um, staff may not have heard from me in, in, re in the recent uh, week or two, but actually I've been working behind the scenes to develop a new service. So I haven't forgot about staff, I'm really working hard to think about what else that we need to do for staff at the moment. So in response to these unprecedented events, we are now prioritising a psychology resource, and this is from across the trust, into a dedicated human resources staff support service. So this will include a dedicated support line for staff, and this is going to be resourced by members of the psychology department. And it will be available for staff working across the trust and we'll have information and resources that we can make available as part of the service. There's also going to be face-to-face -face support directly available for staff working across both acute sites, uh, acute hospital sites. The aim of the service is to keep staff well and to offer wellbeing support at this very challenging time. And what sort of approaches will you be using then in the service? Well, in the service, really, we're using evidence-informed approaches. So we've based these on the learning from the other countries who've been impacted by this pandemic and also about what has been helpful um, in previous outbreaks. So I really want to stress to people that this isn't therapy for staff. Um, often staff might be a bit afraid to, to get um, support from psychologists at this point, worrying that maybe if they start to talk about these things that they won't be able to go back to their, their roles. But actually... This is really what we term as sort of umbrella of staff support options. We know that these forms of help are really effective in helping to reduce the impact of events and to, to increase the coping skills um, for staff so that they can do the good work that they want to do. And because the pandemic is likely to go on for an extended period, it's actually really important that we offer this to staff now 
rather than wait until the crisis is over. Some of the, sh the ways that we cope are really effective strategies in a short-term crisis. And we want maybe to continue to use those in the moment. However, these strategies tend to be less helpful if used as a standalone coping strategy over a long period of time in a crisis like this. So we'll be offering a listening ear and a space to talk as well as offering some practical support and skills for staff. I hope to have uh, more details for you very soon about this. Can I just add um, that like, I know this is a very difficult time for every one of us and it is really important that when we're faced with challenges that we also remain hopeful. I'd encourage everyone to hold on to the positive and meaningful ways that we're making a difference. In any crisis you'll always find people with courage who really want to help and this is what everyone is doing right now because you're helping others but please keep in mind also the things that are important in your lives and all the good things that you still have despite the changes that have happened this is really important for our our mental health and our well-being at this time and as a team myself and the other psychologists are here to help and support you all in the time ahead thank you so much lorraine uh, please do come back and update us whenever the service is launched and um, so that we can let staff know how they, they get in touch with you and use the service.